All right. Uh, and I promised you guys we would be back with a episode that you guys are all going to want to listen to. And we are here with the owner of multiple businesses, Icon from the city of Ottawa. Uh, on today's episode of Tay Talks, we have Dominic Madonna. Dom, welcome. How's it going, Taylor? Going awesome, dude. Hey. I, uh, I've been bugging Dom for a while to come in and do a podcast, and uh, he agreed to it today. And uh, I think that it's going to be really good, good podcast for everyone to listen to as far as business. He's doing big things. Um, so really, I just want to like start off a little bit of background information about D Squared, um, your businesses and what you're doing. And let's start there and then we'll travel back and kind of start with where you've been, where you've came from and where you are. But start with a brief kind of summary of how you would explain to people like who you are and what you do. Well, <clears throat> When I was uh, when I was a kid, I was quite troubled. Never really knew what I wanted to do in my life and how I wanted to do things. But um, when I started working for my uncle and uh, my uncle's construction company back when I was 16 years old, I worked there for a summer, and uh, I really started to realize what my passion was in life, and I knew that I belonged in construction. It was, and, yeah, that's and more entrepreneur too, like because you're in multiple things. You're not only in construction. You have iTag Promo, which shout out them. They did this stuff, which is awesome. And like, and then I saw you have another. You have a machine company, uh, Mar Marston Equipment. Yeah, yeah, Marston Equipment uh, owns its own snow dump facility and nice. uh, does its own snow contracts and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean we're uh, we're pretty proud of what we've done and where we've come from in a short period of time for sure. And uh, I'm happy to share everything with everybody today. Yeah, man. I, I'm just, I'm super fucking happy here and feel free to swear and everything like that. This is a uncensored kind of authentic podcast. And I just... Uh, who, me? I don't swear. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> yes, no. Yes. <laughs> Only every 10 words. Nothing major. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So D Squared started in what year? 2006. Okay, and what was that process like? What was what were you doing at the time? And what was like, you know what, I want to fucking start D squared. And where does that name come from? So I so I opened so we opened in 2006, but I worked prior three years for a company called Capital Construction. And uh, I was I worked under a couple uh, pretty amazing guys that really took me under their wing, gave me a chance and helped me understand the construction world. Um, Pretty good, actually. I saw a lot of mistakes that they made. I saw a lot of great things that they made. I saw a lot of, you know, I saw a lot of growth from them, and I saw what they did when they grew too much, and I saw a lot of stuff that most kids at my age wouldn't be able to get to see. So, you know, I, I, I can really specifically thank a couple of people. You know, their name is Gary and Kenny, and... Um, they, they, they literally took me under their wing at the age of 16 and gave me all sorts of opportunities that most 16-year-olds wouldn't be able, 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds wouldn't be able to have, right? So um, I definitely have to, you know, give them a shout out and like really appreciate for what they have showed me and what they've done for me. So, you know, at, at 19 years old, unfortunately, things didn't exactly work out for them and, you know, they had to shut down for whatever reasons and... Uh, at 19 years old, that's when uh, me and Charles DuPont, which is my partner, we decided to uh, open up D squared. So, you know, the, the D comes from Dominic and yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the DuPont, Charles DuPont comes with the D and that's where we get the D squared. It's great branding. 
Yeah, you know, and uh, to be the honest, logo and everything. Yeah, it, it is, and and I'll be honest with you. You know, we uh, we came up with this name from a guy named Brian, and um, it, his company's called Merge. He gave us three different logos, and we fell in love with the logo that he made us. He actually didn't charge us anything for the logo because he knew we were just starting out. That's awesome. Another another shout out to Brian is that when. I was 19 years old. I mean, you know, do you remember there was the yellow pages back then, right? Yep. The yellow pages were there. I flipped open that yellow page and I literally called every single person in the yellow pages to at least just talk to me to see if I can do anything for them or come and do anything. So, you know, that was tough. And it's, it's always tough at 19 years old starting out, right? No money, no nothing. And uh, Brian from Merge... Um, actually said to me one day he said listen I said Brian like I need a thousand flyers and he calls me and he's Dom he's like Dom that's going to be 500 bucks and I said listen Brian at, at this point I said I, I don't really have 500 bucks but you know um, I guess I'll have to hold off or I'll just try and make my own and see if there's something I can do do you know that the gentleman showed up to my house three days later okay three days later he showed up with the thousand flyers. Do you know what he said to me when he rang the doorbell at my mom's house because at my parents' house because that's where my office is when I started? Wow, dude. He said, uh, so he op- I opened the door and I look at him. I said, hey, Brian, how's it going? And he's got this box. And I go, what is that? He goes, these are the flyers that you need. He goes, you're going to do well, kid. And when you do well, just don't forget about me. Gave me the flyers for free. Wow. Guys like that, that like shape and help you so much. Like, like. That is the kind of stuff that I never forget. And about. I was just going to say, you know how fucking cool that is? The size that you're at now and how you've grown and you fucking still remember his name and you remember exactly what he fucking did for you. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to fast forward quickly to a, to a part of the story that goes with that. And you'd see it on my LinkedIn, but yeah. I had met him one night at uh, a restaurant in Ottawa, at Giovanni's restaurant, and I saw him there and he was with his wife, okay? And he was eating there and he didn't recognize me because... I mean, I hadn't seen him in, in, in quite a while. Yeah. And uh, I bought his dinner because I, I felt like that was the right thing to do. And uh, he walked up to me. He says, excuse me, sir. He's like, I don't know who you are. Why would you buy my dinner? And I said, well, you know who I am. And you did something for me when I was a kid that I'll never forget. And I explained it to him. And he's like, wow. He's like, I do remember that. And he's like, I appreciate that so much. And it's my wife's first time here. We had a great night. And uh, he's like, I'm so happy you're doing well. And, and you know, just a full circle of life. That's you know? insane. You know, those are, that's just like one story of many stories that yeah. people I that have. Helped. That people had helped, right? It's not big things. It's not material things all the time. It's sometimes it's just things from the heart. And sometimes it's just things from... It's the support. It's the support. It's, yeah. It's... It's when someone looks at you and says, wow, you know what? I believe in this guy, right? Like just that alone, like forget about money and forget about things and forget about people and forget like when someone looks at you and gives you the opportunity and says, you know what, kid, you got something in you. And, and, and he's not the only guy, right? Like I have a lot of supporters that, you know, the city of Ottawa being one, right? Like I started doing jobs with the city of Ottawa 14 years ago, exactly when I was 20 years old. Because that's this kind of stuff that capital did and capital construction did those things and I learned how to do them. So I took on those contracts after capital was gone and I did well at them. And the city of Ottawa believed in me. And until today, they still believe in me. And that, that is a really big deal for me. 
You that know? is awesome. And one really cool thing too, like you said, like the support and stuff like that. I even feel that from like, you got that, but you also reciprocate that back to people now. Like whenever, like, I mean, I'm a medium, small size business. And the first time I met you, like you were nothing but fucking positive towards me. And like being like, dude, I fucking believe in what you're doing. Like a lot of these guys may not be able to understand what you're doing online and growing your business and stuff. But like, you're like, brother, I fucking believe in you. Cause Taylor, <clears throat> Taylor, at the end of the day, let's be, let's be honest. I mean, the landscape has changed quite a bit over the last five to 10 years. But the construction industry, unfortunately, is an old boys club. It is. All right. So, you know, we got a lot of second generation, third generation construction companies here. I'm a first generation construction company. I know what it's like to have to do things that are different than what everybody else has to do. So when I look at you, yeah, I I look at you because the things that you're doing and the way that you're breaking into your own side of the market is kind of what I had to do. But I did it differently and you're doing yours differently. And when I see something like that, I respect it, and I think that that's great. So I'm very happy that no you're man, able the to support is is unbelievable. So let's kick it back then. Let's start. Where's Dom from? Uh, where'd you grow up? And and what was kind of childhood like? Uh, family life like? Like let's start there. Let, like let's let, let's hear that part. <clears throat> you know, I, I you know overall, I you know I grew up with. Uh, with a very hardworking family. My, my dad worked, my parents worked two jobs. They saved a lot of money. They were, they were good parents. They, they treated us well. Um, Italian descent. Italian. Yeah. Both my, parents. Yeah. My dad, my dad worked six days a week, seven days a week. That's crazy. Yeah. He came here when he was 15 years old with, uh, with no money and, uh, from Italy, from Italy. Cause my grandmother, my, my grandfather, died and my grandmother couldn't afford to keep all four so kids. So you're second generation here in Ottawa. Yeah, second generation, yeah. And you're doing this. I'm trying. I think, you know, I'm doing the best I can and you know, I I have to give it to my dad. Like I, I watch my dad work six, seven days a week and give his life to his employers and I, I went to work with him and I saw how much respect my dad got as a person. Yeah. And uh, I've always really looked up to him. He's He's always been like really special to me. And like there's a very important part of this story. So like when you're 19 years old, I'm sorry, but nobody is lending you a dollar. Okay. Nobody. Yeah. So my parents had saved uh, $18,000 for me to go to school with, um, from my birthdays and baptisms and all sorts of stuff like that. And I, I approached them when I was 18 or 19 and I said, by the way, um, I'm not going to school because I hate school and yep. I really don't fucking care to be there. Yep. I mean, I literally made, barely made it through high school, right? Yep. So I told my parents, I said, this is what I want to do. I want to spend 8,000 uh, bucks doing the course on learning how to drive equipment. And I'd like to take the other 10,000 and buy a backhoe with it. Me and Charles bought a backhoe with the remainder of the money. And uh, I worked that backhoe seven days a week, 24 hours a day at the age of 19 years old. I literally worked it every day. So you were owner operator at the owner time? Owner operator at the time. But my dad, I had approached my dad and I was a bad kid. Like I was really bad. He had cancer when I was 16 years old. And I mean, I didn't know how to deal with that. Right. Like I was rebellious against it. I just didn't know what to do. I was always doing bad things. I was giving my parents a hard time and he was in and out of the hospitals and I was just doing whatever I wanted. I was, you know, hanging around in bad crowds and stuff like that. And I, and I told my dad and I said, dad, you know, like I have this opportunity and things are going well for me. I said, Winter's coming around. I'm six months into business. I said, I'm going to need a little bit of your help here. And, and he was fine. He was coming out of remission. And 
I said, dad, I need $10,000 line of credit and I need you to sign off on a couple pickup trucks so I can put plows on them. <laughs> and he said to me, he goes, Dom, he goes, you know, he goes, are you sure that you want to do this? And I said, dad, I, I like, I promise you, I promise you, I will not fucking let you down this time. I said, I know I've let you down in the past and I'm sorry that I have, but I will not let you down this time. Do you, do you mark my words that my dad went and signed off and got me that $10,000 line of credit and put his name on the line for me. Wow, man. Yeah. And you want me to tell you, he did that. I had his name off the line of credit and off both of those trucks within six months. Really? Six months, his name was clear and everything was on me at that point. But I mean, I'll be honest with you. It was only that reason there that we can go and start doing yeah. different things. Because without that $10,000 yeah. line of credit and without my dad signing on those trucks, I was not going anywhere. I couldn't do anything, right? So we did that and we were, you know, we were quite successful in our first year between the flyers and between hustling and between me running the back home, between doing estimates at night and doing all sorts of crazy shit to Work get ethic. where I needed to get to, right? I literally fucking never took no for an answer. I still till this day will never take no yeah. for an answer. No, you have a very driven personality and that's yeah. what I respect about you. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're still, we're still at 19 years old here. I mean, we could sit here and talk in this podcast for three days before I'm done telling you all oh, the yeah. stories, but we'll, we'll, we'll skip to all the good stuff and, yeah. uh, and kind of go from there, you know? So, so as far as, so then like, not necessarily, I don't want to just skip over, but like when you, you know, you were growing up, so like high school and that sort of stuff, were you like money driven or were you just like not money driven but were you like i just want i want to be my own fucking boss i don't like taking orders from other people i want to like provide and, and like what what was the driving factor for you at 19 then being like all right this is what i'm fucking doing it, it, it's a passion yeah at the end of the day like when you go and do something and you have that feeling in your heart and in your stomach that that's what you actually want to do for the rest of your life it, it's actually an amazing feeling. No, I totally agree. So like, you know, uh, you know, if there's any advice for anybody, like yeah. don't go do what you want to do. Don't go do things because there's more money involved. Yeah. Go do things that make you happy because you've got to work three quarters of your life. So if you're not doing what makes you happy every day, what the fuck are you doing it for? But if you start doing what you love, the money fucking comes. Yeah, it, it comes. I mean, uh, no offense. Money is a very important thing in business, yeah. obviously, right? Like you can't yeah. run, you can't pay for things without money. But money is definitely not the end all and be all. That's secondary. Secondary, right? You do the things properly. You treat people properly. You're good with people. You treat your clients good. And the money will come. Yeah. Like it will come, you know? And how you manage to use that money and respect yourself with that money is, is another thing, right? Yeah. Like it, 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 it's hard. Like, it, it, you know, having money is not an easy thing to do, right? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, I, there was no, I can't really tell you that I was going to do this because I wanted to make so much money. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's definitely not. That'd be the wrong I answer. Got, yeah, that yeah. is the wrong answer. I got into it because I love construction. Yeah. I love what I do. Well, it shows. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're successful because of that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I, anybody I hire, I explain to them. I said, if you're here for money, don't come here. Yeah. This is not a place for you. Yeah. We're, we're, it's not just about money where we are. It's the about culture. culture. And everything. Yeah. It's yeah. about, cult it's about, it's about culture. It's about family. It's about love. Exactly. It's about respect for each other. Yep. Okay. Yes. Everybody needs to feed their family and come home with money. Absolutely. I get that for sure. But at the end of the day, you know, that's a, that's a, just a piece of the, 
the puzzle. Yeah, hundred percent. And so when you're talking about you know people that you hire, like I want to understand, like know your point of view on you know adding people to your team because something that I did this year um, was hire an estimator and start hiring. Not only seeing the value in people out in machines and laborers and stuff like that, which you need, but hiring people that are better at doing the things that you know you're not as good at and getting a team behind you that is on the same page. And like that to me is excelling my business like insane. And like, I'd like to know your take on that. Like, like growing and, and, and hiring people as a team and adding people. I'm going to tell you straight fucking straight right now without the group of people that I've had behind me since I started without them, D squared would never ever be where they are today. Yeah. Yes. Do I drive the ship? I do. But let me tell you, when you're driving a big ship, you need to have everybody on point in and around that ship. Yep. Okay. Otherwise you're crashing it or it's burning or something's happening inside or outside the ship. Yep. I have the greatest people that I believe to be the greatest people around me. I would agree. And, uh, you know, when they come to D squared, they don't leave. Yeah. And, uh, we have some, you know, we've been in business 14 years and we have some people coming up on 10 years now. That's awesome. Yeah. And that I'm, shows a lot. I'm very, very happy about it. Our main core staff, we all started to be honest with you. You could believe it like Craig O'Regan and, uh, Matt Yakabuchi and Rob, like, we all started as laborers at D squared construction, yeah. including me. Okay. Wow. And, and to this day, you look at Craig, you look at Matt, you look at Pat, you know, you look at guys like that, that have been with me from the beginning. Yeah. And these guys here, we have literally grown together and learned to respect each other and learn to keep our own boundaries and treat each other nice and have each other's back all the time. Yeah. And, and, it has made a complete world of a difference. And without, without the employees that I have at D squared, we would never be where we are today. I would agree. And honestly, when I went and, you know, you, sh uh, you showed me your office for the first time and you were, you know, open your doors to me and showed everything and you're totally transparent. And the one thing that stuck with me and I said it in one of my videos was, you know, every person, one of your top management, your top, your top people that, you know, you showed me to not even just top people, but the guys who are, you know, on your team who are helping you with the business and everything, you had a personal relation with all of them. Like you would introduce me to your, to this guy. And like, he's been with me for this. He's a great buddy. He's been with me for this long. And it was, you, you never showed me a guy that was like, Oh, he started last week. Cause the last guy quit. It was none of that. I, I actually literally, literally have a story for every person that works with me. And that's amazing. Like literally that's every culture. person that works for me. I have a, my estimator, Pat, when I was 19 years old, 20, I had met Pat and Pat was helping me bid on jobs and estimate jobs for free. Wow. Okay. He was doing it for free. He said, Dom, just come meet me on a Saturday. I'm going to teach you and I'm going to explain things to you. And he's like, one day when, whenever you have money or you get to where you're going to get to in your life. He's like, don't worry, take care of me. Then I finally, five years I was in business after that, I could finally afford to have a guy like Pat on board. And since Pat has been on board, not only has he been one of the best estimators that I've ever had, he's been a father figure to me. He's always been there for me. Anytime I've ever called him. And, and to be honest with you, you know, Pat will end his career with me. And he is like, he is my guy. Like, you know, these guys are my guys, man. 
that's amazing, uh, dude. Like the passion. And I really love them. Yeah, honestly. like you talk so highly of them, and that's so respectable because I know a lot of local businesses, even just down on this road that we're here on now, that I talk to some of their employees, and they said, "Yeah, I've never met the owner. I've n- I've never met him." And it's like I don't see the value in that. Like you have to being the boss you're not always down with the guys but make an appearance say hi to them because when you're at a large business such as yourself when you have like a laborer like and he you take the time of your day to say hey bud how's it going to him that makes his fucking day and that makes such a world of a difference when absolutely. he knows that you give a fuck absolutely and and that's important to me i'll be honest with you like yeah. over the over the summer i take my time and I take out different groups of people from my work. That's amazing. Whether if it's other, all the office staff, whether it's all the superintendents, whether it's the group of mechanics, I take time to go and understand their life and be part of their life yep. it, on, on a weekend, not when we're working, not when everything is stopped and we can be real with each other, not have to talk about work Yeah. and just talk about life. Yeah. Right? Like, and I don't know. I think that's very important. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say that money is everything. I think money is unfortunately a pretty big issue. And yeah. you know, it's like I said, you need it to run a business, but at the end of the day, I mean, it shouldn't be anybody's primary focus. No, exactly. You know, money, yeah. money comes, but take care of the people and take care of everybody. They'll take care of you and everything else will just fall in place and take care of itself. Yep. No, fully, fully agree with that. And yep. so on the discussion with money then, Let's talk about something large that you just did. Now, if for guys that don't know, you're not in Ottawa listening to this, uh, Dom D squared as a team collective, they just did the largest purchase of dump trucks ever in the city of Ottawa. So tell the details about that. I don't want to steal the limelight from that. You tell me the details on that. I mean, I mean the details are, are pretty, you know, they're pretty basic, right? Uh, light rail phase two is coming into town. Yep. You know, there's uh, upwards of 4 million tons of material that needs to be moved in Ottawa while light rail phase two is going on. And you saw that opportunity. We saw that opportunity. Uh, Light rail, you know, Kev, which is uh, a partnership, joint venture for light rail phase two, which would be Kiwit, Eurovia, and Vinci. You know, the the project, uh, the the group is called Kev. Um, You know, we had approached them. They had approached us. We had a few meetings they asked us if we would be interested in doing something like this. And uh, I said, you know, absolutely, I'd be interested in doing something like this. I said, there would obviously have to be some terms because if I'm going to go to the bank and yeah. ask for 30 dump trucks to get <laughs> yeah. financed, yeah. I need to have some things on paper. So, you know, we gave them, we talked and we were, we were very amicable and we, uh, we came up with, a, with, with some good, good solutions on how we can make a deal good for everybody. We came down to those solutions. It took a few months and uh, we ended up striking a deal. And because of that, they, uh, you know, they, to be honest with you, they looked at us. They saw our trucks in town. Yeah. They saw how clean they were. Um, they see how young we are. They see how driven we are. Driven, and yeah. they really, you know, they really, another group that at the end of the day, they looked at us and it's a, this is again, like what I'm going back to just, you could talk about 30 dump trucks and you could talk about a thousand flyers. Yep. It's the same concept. Different scale. Different scale. But who fucking cares? It's really the same thing. Yep. You know, the guy looks at us and he says, you guys are our guy. Let's go and get this fucking done. Yeah. And I said, let's do this. We stroked the deal and I went and I ordered actually 35 dump trucks, not 30. And From uh, Peterbilt. 
Uh, we, we ended up ordering 31 from Peterbilt, and then we ordered about four more Max because we needed to get trucks on the ground a little faster. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so I mean, by the end of June, we should have about 65 dump trucks on the road. That's uh, insane, dude. With the squared logo on it, for sure. That is so impressive. And that there got so much discussion from even so many local people around here. Like, that, to me, dude, is like fucking, like, that is your drive. Like, that that's a huge fucking, that's a big fucking step for your business. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, most people are saying, well, you're crazy. How are you going to get drivers? How are you going to do yeah. this? How are you going to do that? And that is what people say, but yeah. so, people so, talk bullshit. So at the end of the day, right, like, you're going to go do whatever you want to do, right? I have great people in place. We have our own recruiter and, you know, not that I have to make anybody feel better, but I will tell you already today, I have 95 drivers for those 65 trucks. Because are they running 24 seven? They're going to be running seven days a week, 24 seven. So you need two drivers a day. We're going to, that's what we're aiming to staff is two drivers a day. If we get, if we get one and a half drivers on those 65 trucks, I'll be happy with that too. So, you know, Kiwit's not the only thing we have going on. Uh, no, Kiewit, yeah. Sorry, Kev. Kev yeah. is not the only thing we have going on, right? So, you know, those dump trucks are going to be there for them. But we yep. also have our own 14 yep. crews that we need to feed as well. Yeah, exactly. That require night and day and seven days a week. And uh, I, I'm, I'm not worried at all. I mean, I'm going to no. do what I do every day. And I'm going to fucking show up. And that's what's going to happen. But that's and there will be ethic. there will be nothing less. Yeah. No, dude. And like... You know, you can kind of tell when people fucking talk bullshit and you're the type of guy that doesn't fucking talk bullshit. Like when you sit here and tell me that, I know damn well you're going to fucking make it work. I have no choice. Yeah. And that's exactly. I mean, when you have no choice, yeah. you don't have a fucking choice. <laughs> yeah. So come to the table and get it done, right? Exactly. Don't fucking make excuses because excuses are not going to get you anywhere, right? Exactly. So when I, when I approach my people and I say, okay, guys, we got problems here. I go, we could talk about these problems, but until we have a solution to these problems, don't bring the problem to me. Yeah. You come with a problem, come with a solution, and then we're going to work together to make sure that we get this problem solved. Exactly. And, uh, and that's how we roll. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, again, that goes back to my staff. I got a good group of fucking people. Yeah. You know, men, women, everything. Like, we got good people working for us. Yeah. We got people who are lined up at our door that want to be part of our family. Dude, and, and a personal story of that is the guy that um, you posted on your story uh, at Dominic underscore Madonna 85. Yes. Um, I'll put all their socials, by the way, and everything down below uh, for you guys to go to and follow and subscribe and everything to him. But uh, I had a guy his, on Instagram. He's like EDM, whatever his name is. Um, but he actually emailed me and he's just like, hey, um, I want to go work for D squared. He goes like, what do you think? And I said, dude, like amazing fucking company. You live close to there. Like, dude, like it'd be a great fit. And, uh, he, he wanted to work for you, dude. Like it's just, it's a crazy concept. Maybe somebody listening that wouldn't understand, but like you have people that want to work for you that are going out of their way to go to an interview to fucking your company. Like that's, that's amazing, dude. That's culture. You're, you're creating something that people want to be a part of. And that's the fucking goal. That is the goal. I mean, at the end of the day, throw money in people's faces. Money is money. But it, honestly, everybody just wants to be treated like a human being. And that's, exactly. that's where I'm at in my life. And I'd, I'd give up everything I have just to make sure that everybody is getting treated properly. And that's it. Not just my employees, my clients too. At the yep. end of the day, you know, like uh, the city of Ottawa, like I, I have to continue to speak about them. Like they, 
I mean, listen, everything I've ever done has been, you know, a bit and it's hard and it's hard work, but you know what? Like you treat people the way that you want to be treated. And, and we have these relationships with all our clients now that, you know, they appreciate us and we appreciate them. And yep. that's, that's what makes good relationships. That's what makes good business. That's what makes the world turn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just, at the end of the day, you got to be fucking good, man. Yeah. hundred percent. And if you're not, it might work in that one moment, but I'll tell you right now, it's going to come back and fucking eat you alive. Yep. You know, so, you know, that's, that's really important to me, honestly. And one big thing to that too, man, is like, what I really want to touch on is like, you are doing, making big moves and becoming uber successful and I want to talk about some of the the backlash, like we said at the beginning, the old boys club, and we're not going to talk about specific companies, anything like that, but there's construction companies that have been around in Ottawa for so long, um, you know, construction companies, and generally the blowback and what you hear from them is they don't like new guys. They don't like the new guys coming in that are disturbing the market, not disturbing the market, adding competition to the market, which competition is the most healthy thing for an economy. Absolutely. And... You know, what kind of for you, like, like cutting, cutting out the noise, like cutting out the bullshit from fucking other people. Like, how do you get yourself in that zone where you're just like, I know these motherfuckers don't want me doing this, but guess what? I'm fucking doing it anyways, baby. I, uh, I have a rule. Uh, when one of the old boys come and talk to me and tell me that this is a reason why I shouldn't do something. I usually just do the fucking opposite of what they tell me. Yeah. Because I know that if they're telling me not to do something, it usually means that I should do it. And uh, keep going. And anything that I've anything that I've done with regards to that has. I mean, I, I don't want to jinx myself, but it's definitely worked in my favor. So hundred percent, I'm yeah. going to continue to uh, to play to to go that way. And at the end of the day, yeah, you know, I'm not coming in and I'm not trying to cause ruffles. I, I don't focus on what everybody else is doing i mean that's yeah, great that's, they're, that's take, key. That's they're taking key. over the world they're doing this that's awesome yeah i'm worried about where d squared's going yep. and how they're getting there that's yep. all i fucking care about i don't have time to focus on other people's shit you well you couldn't you wouldn't be successful doing what you're doing if you're worrying about what other fucking people thought well that's what i mean right like when i want a job i don't when i want a job and i bid a job i go get the job that i want yeah if i don't want that job then i don't go get it yep. i don't go pick up jobs because the other guy is there and he wants it exactly yeah this is not a dick swinging contest like i don't fucking 100%. care yeah and, and let's be honest at the end of the day you know ottawa's market over the next five to ten years is gonna be insane fucking fantastic and, and there's definitely not enough people in this city to build what needs to be built over the next five to ten years yep so there's more than enough for everybody. Exactly. I don't know what all the fucking rumblings are about or all the fighting's about, but yep. I don't fight. I don't, yeah. I don't need to fight. Exactly. If you get in my way, that'll be a different story, right? Exactly. Like, but uh, I don't, I mean, I, I don't care. Yeah. You know, the old boys club, in my opinion, is a thing of the past. No, and I, I respect the fuck out of that. And on a smaller scale, but same, same, for me, whenever I started doing Instagram, social media, I was one of the first ones around in my local area to do it and the blowback from that from people were, was like what the fuck are you doing putting your business on there putting music selling topsoil and then, and then you know next thing you know you get a call from one of the major topsoil people being like hey we're hurt you're selling a bunch of fucking soil out in the west end like holy fuck man like so the good news is is that when you hear stuff like that happening and you got people reaching out to you and you got that type of people always calling you and talk that's a really good thing yeah 
you, the only time you need to worry about things are when people are not talking about you. Yeah, I always say the same fucking so thing. So if they're talking about you, you're doing things right. You're doing great. Yeah. So you know, don't don't read into it. Just take it with a grain of salt. Take what you want out of the comments that they give you. Yeah. If it means nothing to you, it means nothing to you. If you think you can use what they gave you, use it. Yeah. Cut out half, use the other half. I don't know. That's what I do, right? Yeah. Why well, I, I listen to what everybody has to say. Do I do what everybody says? Absolutely fucking not. Yep. You know, but at the end of the day, sometimes they have advice that they sometimes don't really mean to give. Yeah. Right? So let people talk and let yeah. them give you as much information as you can and you decide to sift through whatever you think is right. Yeah, and that's a good mindset to have. What you just said there is fucking key. Like, be open-minded to hear... Just because somebody else has a different fucking point of view, still fucking hear it out because I'm the same. I'll be listening to somebody talk and in my head I, I could be going, okay, well, this is... Like, that's fucked. I have my own way of fucking thinking. But sometimes they say stuff and if you're open-minded to learning new things and hearing new things and how somebody does things, that can excel your business and and that can excel you as a person way further in life. Yeah, well, you you need that. You can't physically think that you're going to go and do all these things and make your own decisions on your own. Exactly. You need to take what has happened in the past and in different situations and listen to what people have to say and, and, and learn from their mistakes instead of you going to make the same one. Yeah. Right? Because, like, when you're in business, I mean, shit's going to happen. Yeah. But you want to fucking not make as many mistakes as possible. Yeah. Right? But you're going to fucking make mistakes. 100% you're going to make mistakes. And make the mistake once. You make it again, Learn you're a fucking it. moron. Learn from That's it. That's it. Like, I'm sorry. In business and in life, make a mistake once. You do it twice, you're just making excuses after. Fully agree. So, you know, I, I try never to make the same mistake twice. Yeah. I, I really, that's a goal in my life, right? Yeah. And I tell my people all the time, I say, guys, you know, I sit down in the boardroom and I say, guys, don't think that we're going to go and do and run these operations and not have problems here. There's going to be problems every day. The key to fixing these problems is how fast we can mitigate these problems. Yep. Number one, safety. Make sure everybody is safe. Fuck everything else. Yeah, that's okay? number you, you number hit it one. right there. Number two after that, we got to fix things as fast as we can for the cheapest price that we can yep. to get those things either back up and running or get our crews back on that job. Yep. So the key is to just make sure that you're going to mitigate whatever mistakes that you have going at that time. Right? That's all great advice for somebody that's starting out. What other stuff would you fucking say to some, you know... Some girl or guy that's sitting here right now that wants to get into construction, start a business, what, what advice would you fucking tell them? What would be the most important thing for you to get inside their head? Number one is you need to make sure that whatever you're going to go do is actually your passion and actually what you want to do. Exactly. Okay. You can't go like... If you're going to open a business, you got to go and do that business somewhere else and understand, like, is this something that I love? Yep. Is this something that I'm passionate about? Is this something that I'm going to wake up every fucking day and be excited about? Yeah. That's number one. If yep. you're not willing to do that, then don't bother opening your own business. But it's okay to have fucking days where it's not the best thing in the world because that's fucking business. You're going to have many days like It's a that. roller coaster of emotion. For sure. I mean, I go up and down. I go to the highest mountain in one day and I yep. end up at bottom of the grand canyon yep. by the end of the day right <laughs> dude i know i agree and uh it's it's definitely not an easy thing to deal with right no. um so but no i mean you know if you if the key the key is that you got to be real passionate yep. and you got to have drive and you have to have you, you got to be strong you know what i mean like yep. to be in business for yourself it doesn't matter whether it's construction whether you're working in a restaurant whether you're 
you know, no matter what you're doing, you got to be able to give it 120%. And if you're not willing to give it 120%, don't bother. Don't bother. Yeah. And when you say to be strong, like, I really relate to that. And I almost think that, like, today's society, today's culture, and it's kind of... uh, it's almost like, you know, kids in university and stuff like that. And now my take on education might be different from yours, but my take on, you know, kids that are just dead set on needing to go to college to figure out what I'm fucking doing. I don't agree with that. I agree with people going to school and getting education. If you want to become a lawyer, doctor, teacher, whatever, you need fucking school. So go to fucking school. But the problem that I have and when you relating to what you said about being strong is I feel like a lot of kids, you know, my age nowadays that are in university, they they don't almost have that fucking sense of like being strong and being able to say fucking no. And you know what I mean? Like you need to have an, you need to be a nice guy in business, but you also need to have an edge. I agree. And, and, and you know, I hate to say this, but I mean, unfortunately my, my thought of school is the same as yours. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge Nothing fan. wrong with it though. Yeah. There, there's not like, you know, if you want to go to school, you go to school. Right. Yeah. But I think uh, I think the way that they've approached schooling is is more of a marketing thing, and 100%. they don't care about the individuals. They think that every they want the money. yeah they want the money, man. Yep. At the end of the day, I'm going to tell you something. You go into a school, you go into a high school, you go into somewhere, and I was one of those kids. There is at least ten or twenty percent of those fucking kids that do not belong going to school at the next step. Yep. Okay. And the fact is, is that everybody's got this idea in their head that if they don't go and get this degree, that they will be absolutely nowhere in life. That is the biggest misconception I've ever fucking heard in my life. Yep. Okay. And uh, I kind of feel bad for society in that regard, right? Like, I think we're losing focus and I think there's so much more to gain in, in, in trades and stuff like that. And and nobody is focusing on that. Everyone is focusing on doing all these big jobs, nurses and doctors and, you know, engineers. Like, man, we have the biggest shortage of trades. That's a huge point. Ever. Yep. And, 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 and what are we doing? We keep sending people through the funnel to go and do fucking shit that they don't actually want to do. Yep. You know, like these schools, these universities, these colleges, man, they need to step up and start doing some more like they got to do more than just all these specialty jobs. Yep. You know, and uh, at the end of the day, like, I'll be honest with you, I was thinking about doing a couple of things myself. Unfortunately, at this point, I don't really have the time, but I actually like, and I put this idea out there, but I actually wanted to make my own school. Yeah. I, I fucking, I, I agree with you on that. You know, I, I wanted to make my own school that over the winter, you know, we're teaching these trades, how to, how to, how to be trades. Like, Guys, like I got dump truck drivers making big money. And that's what I was going to say. And show the fucking kids that there's money in it. Absolutely. You can make more money than if you go to fucking school to get an engineering degree or this or that. You can make more money in a fucking dump truck or in the trades. And then if you have the right mindset, work your way up to the fucking top. Get into the office. Get into the doing that stuff. But there's money in trades and people don't fucking see that because we're labeled as blue collar work. Yeah. And and and, and honestly, I'm going to tell you the truth. That needs to change. 100%. Like the biggest amount of money getting spent all the time is in infrastructure. Exactly. Like it starts there. We build the country. Yeah. Like why aren't we focusing more on that? I don't know. I mean, I'm not in the curriculum. I, yeah. I, I have no idea. Do I agree with it? Not at all. You know, I was one of those kids in school. I was I was in the alternate program, right? Yep, same. I, I fucking went to school for 10 hours a day so I can graduate high school. Yep. Um, school and curriculum, the way they have it set up, 
is not for everybody. No. And the school system really needs to understand that and start changing their tune and start changing their way on how to focus on, on not just the smart kids. Yeah, 100%, man. Right? But the biggest fucking thing, too, that I didn't like was... I remember being in fucking high school, taking an accounting class and all this bullshit, you know, same as you, barely squeaking by. But when I got out of high school, two years after, I bought a fucking house. I had no fucking idea how to apply for a mortgage, how to check my credit score, how to set up a fucking hydro account, how to, they don't fucking teach and they're not teaching the right stuff. I understand if you don't want to fucking know that stuff, that's fine. But I feel like, like you said, the educational system, they're not teaching the fucking kids real life stuff. They're too busy caught up teaching all this other bullshit, which some people do need, but you need to fucking teach the kids. This is how you fucking set yourself up so that you can get approved for a fucking mortgage, get in your house. This is how much percent you need for a down payment. This is what you like. They don't fucking teach that shit. Yeah, I know. We spend our time dissecting frogs like anybody gives a fuck. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand, man. At the end of the day, like, you know, if they would teach more technical life stories, yep. life things, right? Like, we wouldn't have the issues that we have today. Yep. You know, we spend time wasting our time learning algebra and learning, you know, science. Like, fuck, man. Like, no offense. But, like, you know, we should be taking what we need in life and using that. That's yep. what school is supposed to be there for. Yeah. It's supposed to teach you life lessons and get you ready for the real world. 100%. In my opinion, I think it's setting people back now. Yeah. People are 25, 26 years old and they still got fucking lines of credits to pay off schooling. They, yeah. how, how are you supposed to get married now? How are you supposed to go and buy a house? How are you supposed to even be in the green by the time you're the age of 30? That's fucking ridiculous. They're not. They're not. No, they're living at home till they're 30. It's yeah. just, it's, it, that's what it is now. People are staying at home till they're fucking 30. Yeah. I, I don't understand how nobody is watching this happen. I know. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I don't know. That's, you know, that's, that's... It's like you said, starting something that gets people into the fucking trades and gets them to know the culture of the trades and get them to know that it's not just, you know, fucking a bunch of blue-collar shitties fucking working. That is the biggest misconception about blue-collar work and what we're doing. Yeah. It's and, not and, that. And no offense, but without us, you wouldn't have new bridges. You yep. wouldn't have new roads. You wouldn't have bike paths that you could drive your bikes down. You wouldn't have sidewalks that you can walk down. Exactly. You wouldn't have all these safety precautions to make sure that nobody's getting killed on the road. Yep. People don't understand how hard we actually have to work. Yep. Everyone says, oh yeah, oh, there's fucking construction everywhere. Guys. Yeah. We're trying to make our city into a beautiful city. Yep. And like, honestly, the mayor has done such a great job yep. in his term yep. to make sure that we're turning our city into a nice big city like yep. Montreal, like Toronto. Well, we're growing the fastest. We're and we're on our way there now. Yep. People want to be in Ottawa. Yep. Ottawa is a beautiful place to be. Yep, we we grew at two point five percent last year. We were the fastest growing city in Canada last year. Yeah, and and you know what? There's great things happening here. Honestly, and I, it is I, a great place to live. And like you said, the economy in Ottawa. It's a government town. It's more protected, I would say, and it's a great fucking place to live. And there's lots of work. Lots of fucking work. Tons of work. I mean, there's big opportunities for everybody. Anybody who wants to do things in their life, there's tons of opportunities. 100%. It's not necessarily, you don't need to move down to Toronto or move to the States. There's, look in your own fucking backyard. Those, those are just excuses. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. When people want to make excuses, they just come up with bullshit. Like exactly. That. Yeah. No, no. There's enough here for everybody. Yeah. You know no, I, I agree. Do. So 
we talked about the, you know, you wanting to do teaching and, and that sort of stuff. Let's talk about something that you are fucking doing right now that not many people know about. Mind you, this week you released a video on it, uh, partnered with United Way on it, but you have a foundation and I want you to talk about that, what you do with kids and you're helping them. Like, it's amazing. Talk about that. So when I, when I, when I, when I grew up, we go back again, like when I grew up, we went to, you know, we went to a school that was very, a lot of gangs in there. Yeah. There was a lot of gangs. It was, it was Notre Dame High School. And when I went there in 2000, it, it was pretty rough. But, you know, I, I looked at these kids that I went to school with, that I, that I rode the OC transport with, and that I become friends with. And I, and I saw how they had to live their life. And I saw what, what they go through on a daily basis. You know, just because those kids struggle and they have things that, are not exactly the way that we grew up with them. I saw things in these kids that have really like touched me. Like these kids really, all they actually need is a chance. Yep. And the minute that you give those people a chance, any people, not just them, yep. um, you see a different side of a person, Yep. right? There's opportunity, there's, opportunity. Uh, there's confidence, there's, there's, there's relationship. There's, there's things that just, Give people now the confidence to be something that maybe they didn't have the confidence to be before. Agreed. So, you know, I went to school with these kids and these guys, like, yeah, they were rough. They did bad things. But overall, deep down inside, if they had the right leadership or the right opportunity, they could have been, they could be the best. Yeah. They're good people. They're good people. Yep. You know, and it just takes people to understand that about other people. 100%. So that's, so three years ago, I said to myself, you know, I'm donating money to all sorts of charities all the time. We're spending money all the time. And I just said, you know what? I've had enough. I'm not donating money to other people's charities anymore, Where's which I still, I still do donate money to other yeah, people's but you charities. Wanted to, you want to see your money physically and tangibly go to work and see that. We wanted to do something that was not just involved in, 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 in raising money. Yeah, exactly. Okay? So, we built, so we built a program that is called Pave the Way, and it's done with United Way. And... Uh, it, it allows kids to play basketball during critical hours. Yep. So these kids would be having their most, you know, the toughest time staying busy on Thursday nights, Friday nights, and Saturday days. That's when they're going to be getting into the most trouble, right? So we took this program and we put it during critical hours to make sure that instead of these kids going out doing things that maybe they shouldn't be doing, yeah. they have this opportunity now to go play a real basketball game with real refs and real coaches and play against each other, right? Which is amazing. And, and just stay busy yep. and, and keep yourself busy so they don't have the opportunity to pay for it because they can't afford it, so I will. Yep. So, I mean, it's not about money. I don't want to make it about money. No, it's money, not. It's not. But we, you know, but we have helps. raised $300,000 Man, in three amazing. years. That is amazing. We appreciate everybody that has donated. We, yep. we, we appreciate that a lot. We, we also, you know, I also enjoy taking my time. I'm not just a donor and, and collect money and pass the money along. I spend lots of time with going to these programs and yeah. working these programs. You were just saying before we started, like before we started talking, you literally were like, I'm fucking there, man. I'm like, there. They're, I'm and they're, there. they're not really used to it, right? They're, like, they're used to donors writing checks and leaving. I'm a donor. I come. I ask questions. I want to know things. I want to know why this isn't happening. I want to know why they're not, you know, and, and I am involved and I will continue to be involved throughout this whole program. It's amazing. 
And, and, you know, today, you know, we have, you know, anywhere between 120 and 150 kids playing basketball every week. Yeah, it's truly unbelievable, man, what you did for that, like what you're doing for the community. Like, I, I, I it, it's it needs to be done. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, like if some if people aren't going to step in, um, I really believe that when you're someone that some people look up to, that you really got to fucking step up and do things not just for money. No, 100%. You know, so you have an influence on people. So that program is 3 years in and I'm very happy about it and I'm very proud about it and uh it's it's really honestly it's it's a great program. Yeah, you should be proud of it. It's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, so you know, Pave the Way is 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 very busy and we're we're very happy to have it and I think they're happy to have us and you know, it's a it's a really really great thing. Yeah, and I'll put all the information for that stuff down below as well too. Um, so, you know, as far as growing forward then with D squared and, you know, just Dominic Madonna yourself, what's fucking next? Like what, what, what's the, your next steps? Well, I mean, I, I'd love to tell you my next steps, but I can't unfortunately disclose all this information <laughs> and, and what would be Come the, on, fucking it, tell us. we want to get out for another podcast, right? We didn't, we yes. didn't get, we didn't get past the age of 20 yet. No, I know. Right. I, I'm 34 today. Yeah. So we didn't get past the age of 20. So, you know, if you, if we're going to have to talk more and hear more, you guys are going to have to wait for another day. But, but there, there agree. is 100% uh, things coming down the pipe. And uh, I'll tell you right now, there's, we're not stopping yeah. at all for anybody. <laughs> it's amazing, dude. And like you said, I want to do another one because we've actually almost been on this for an hour. And I rather almost have it so that people can comment down questions down below what you want answered on another one. Cause I mean, I don't know about you, but sitting down and talking, it's fucking, I love this form of long conversation because it's the best way to get a point across, get people to know it's in your mind. And I think that people would really see the value in doing another one and talking more about subjects that they wanted to hear about. And even stuff that you got going on, like you said, from, you know, 19 up. If, 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 if everybody wants me back, I'm back. Yeah. Anybody who has any questions and wants to know about life and how things work and how, you know, any, any advice for me, I'm, I'm going to be an open book because I want to see people do well. And I'm all about helping people. I don't care. I, you know what? I hope I help you enough that you can be bigger than me one day. That's what I want. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah I, I'm never, I'm never going to be fucking holding anybody back. Fuck no. that, man. Yeah. That's not, that's not a thing. That's a thing of the past. Exactly. Life doesn't work like that, man. Nope. You know, like give what you want. Yep. If you want to give shit, give shit, but get the fuck out of the way. Yep. You know I what I mean? That, yeah, I fully agree, dude. It's amazing hearing you talk like that because it's so fucking true. There's so many competitors they like, you know, that are, don't want to fucking work together and they butt heads or they don't want to see somebody else succeed. Like, I want to see you succeed as much as I want to see myself succeed. And, but for some guy that won't give me the fucking time of day and that is like, oh, fuck this guy, fuck that guy, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, no, there's no time for that in life. No. Nope. Life, life is too short to fucking deal with people like that. Yep. You get in your way and you're in front of people like that, just move on to the next. Exactly. It's not, it's not worth it in life. If you could leave this podcast on kind of summarize on one thing, like what's one thing you want to end the podcast with, whether it be uh, something that you tell yourself every day as like motivational quote kind of thing, or just something for new people going into business, what's something you want to end on? You, you, this is what needs to happen. You need to, you need to worry about what you need to do for yourself. Go and do what you need to do. Do what's in your heart. Ask people for advice. But if it's not the advice that you don't want to hear, 
Don't stop what you think your dream is. Pull forward. Don't let other people tell you shit that is not going to make you move forward. Take advice, but don't fucking listen to everything everybody has to say. If you want to go out there and get it, you're going to fucking get it. If I can do it, anybody else can fucking do it. That's all I can tell you. Okay? That's it. Bottom line. Totally agree. Boom. Dominic Madonna, massive, massive person here in Ottawa. Dude, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Dude, that was awesome. All right. Okay. Make sure you guys subscribe, do all that stuff. I'll put all his info down below. Thanks for watching, tuning in on another episode of Tay Talks. See ya.